rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, what's up, everybody? My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out and for all of your flexibility, really, regarding the show. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin so we can have a daily show at a set time. It's, uh, that's it, one day at a time. We'll get there. We are on Progressive Voices. We're on rockfin.com. We are also on, well, everywhere else. You can find a podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. We're on Verdant Square Radio and FYI Nation, all of these great independent liberal liberal stations. So join us anywhere at your convenience. Hopefully, uh, yeah, that's it. Tell your friends. That's it. That's all I can say. We stick together. We win is really the rallying cry. <laughs> it has to be the rallying cry of the show, but also, I mean, I do the show because I, well, I guess I was frustrated with the fact that this country didn't, didn't really have a liberal media. So why not be the change you want to see? And this is it. This is the liberal media. Guys, you're looking at it. I know. We, we, uh, we don't have billionaire benefactors. We only have each other. So uh, that's it. We, why do I keep saying that's it? Maybe it is. Maybe in my mind. Maybe it is that. I mean, I'm thinking about the um, decline and fall of the American Republic a lot these days. I'm sure I'm not alone. You guys, uh, it's been on, I'm sure it's been on your mind. Um, one of the good things I see is that uh, they are discussing it on corporate media. But, of course, uh, corporate media is part of the reason we're in this boat to begin with. There wouldn't be a, a twittler. There wouldn't be a... Well, we wouldn't be uh, teetering on the brink of fascism. We wouldn't have gone from the most to the least upwardly mobile with the widest income gap of all Western democracies in uh, 40 short years, if not for the proliferation of right-wing propaganda, for the concentration of media ownership with the, the I mean, thanks to the Democrats who helped Reagan take the concentration of media ownership over the finish line with the Telecommunications Act of 96. That's why we're here today. The Telecommunications Act of 96 made, made Rush Limbaugh possible, made Fox News possible. They started whittling away at the pillars of democracy. I mean, they've always... Democracy has always truly been aspirational here in the country, but they really started whittling away at the pillars of democracy in the Reagan administration. I mean, well, we we uh, clearly, I mean, I'll talk. We're talking about modern history, not not throughout the entire history of the country, which we've never really had a functioning democracy. The closer we got to having a functioning democracy, that's when the the backlash began. The and really conservatism is the ideology of concentrated wealth. So, uh, what we're seeing now, 
I have said it for years that the Republican Party, when I was still calling them Republicans, the Republicans are, they are a fundamentally, well, the conservatism. Conservatism is fundamentally undemocratic. They um, can only, they, they give lip service. Back in the day, they would give lip service to democracy. But we, as we see now, the closer we get to be, to actually having um, more people um, in the franchise of democracy, the, the, the Republicans, they're not even pretending anymore. They are, if they can't win by hook or by crook, they will sponsor a coup. They will call for a coup. And we're seeing it right now. They're, they're, the freak flags flying, all the bats are out of the belfry. They don't want democracy. They never did. They've been pushed too far to, I mean, in their, in their minds, they're being pushed by the, um, the changing demographics of the country that go against conservatism. We have never been a conservative country. I've been hearing this other baloney my entire life, how America is a center-right nation. We've never been a center-right nation. We may be a racist-ass nation, yeah, I'm so, I know Uncle Tim Scott says we're not, but history, reality, the laws that, uh, and the, the appalling wealth gap in uh, African-American communities as compared to white communities speaks volumes of the institutional racism that we've endured in this country. And mo the more we get closer to, be, to becoming a more perfect union, with where where which requires us to have a reckoning um, with our racist history, the more that that we become dangerously close to having a uh, that kind of truth and reconciliation about our racist history, the the, the more um, violent the Republicans become. As you can see, they don't even want to talk about race race critical race theory ask any republican please do me a favor um ask any of them in an elevator just get ask them to well don't even have i'm just gonna say give them give me the elevator speech what does it mean what are you talking about what is critical race theory tell me i'm asking um just give me the elevator pitch they couldn't explain it if their lives depended on it but they will legislate against it anyway. I thought, I mean, the other thing is, I thought that they, the Republicans were all about freedom. You know what I mean? Freedom. So aren't we free to discuss whatever we want to damn discuss? Especially race. Have, be, be this, this is part of their problem. They are, um, they're not mature. And another thing I've always said is that Republicans lack the fundamental maturity to function in, a fr in the type of free, democratic, diverse, well, not diverse, in the type of free, democratic society they can only pretend to love. It takes a level of maturity to function in a democracy. And they, they lack that maturity. <laughs> you have to be able to function. You have to be able to 
under first of all being a nation of immigrants that is culturally diverse the it it requires maturity to be able to not be bothered i suppose by that and also they've also they've also done studies on conservatism conservatives conservatives themselves are a um, they're wet they are they have um larger amygdalas larger fear centers in their brain they're, they're motivated by fear because nothing nothing works for a republican politician more than tickling those racist fear fear mongering funny bones that the republican that they have i, I mean it's uh it's pathological really and if one is a, is a patriot, if you are truly a patriot, this is the other thing we do, we're doing on this show, is I, I call the show Unapologetic Liberal Talk. And we are unapologetically reclaiming the <laughs> patriotism they, that they, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Guys, guys, did you see the other day? You, I'm sure you have, you've seen the clips of, of Trader General Michael Flynn calling for an insurrection well he well he didn't call for it one of the maga morons at the QAnon conference which can you believe this is even happening asked him why we can't have a coup like they do in well he said uh, minibar minimar mini this is another they don't even know what the hell they're talking they don't even know what Minamar, put Minamar, Myanmar. Find it on a map. I'll give you. I'll give you a minute. Republican. They don't know what they're talking about. Who's calling me? Scam. Scam likely. Everything is scam. 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 Everybody's trying to scam you. Go away, scam. Minamar. Wait, hold on. I have that video actually somewhere of General of Trader General Michael, F- and they are traitors, guys. This is the thing. We're taking back patriotism. We're taking back the the um, the history, the patriotic mantle. The United States is. I'm, I'm explaining. Not that you guys need it. Not that. Not that the. The regulars need the explanation, like Jim. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat. And Slow Tree, nice to see you. Hold on. Not that you guys need the explanation, but the United States I- itself, and I'm, I'm, I'm only saying this because I'm hoping that other Democrats pick this up and just carry it on, carry it on in conversation. When you hear these traitors... And that's what they are. When you're um, an eager dupe of a con man who's lying to your face, okay? Like they, they're, he's a documented con man. So if when these morons are um, proclaiming themselves patriots everywhere, in fact, oh my God, where is it? MAGA info, was that it? Yeah, the, the QAnon thing. I was watching. Hey, let me show you this. Let's see. They have a little video to um, introduce their event. That passed. The event where General Trader Michael Flynn 
agreed that there should be an an insurrection here in the United States. Here it is. Wait, hold on. Let me get rid of this. Let's watch this intro. I don't know who, where they got that video, but it has some production value. Just trying to lower it a little. For God and country, Patriot Roundup. All right. Everybody's Patriot. With speakers. Michael Flynn, Patriot. Look, see? Great Patriot. Everything is Patriot. Every other word in this video. I guess we don't have to really watch it. Let's just scrub through it because it's pretty annoying. Okay, who's this? Patriot. Oh, Louis Gohmert. All right, whatever. It's not really scrubbing well. Great Patriots. Patriot Sidney Powell, Patriot Attorney. Lynn Wood, Patriot. The Wizard of Twitter, Jason Sullivan. Awesome Patriot Roundup. Patriot this, pa the right Patriot, Wayne Dupree, a bunch of Patriot. You can't believe this? They're not Patriots. You're not a Patriot. Because you wear a stupid hat. You're an embarrassment. Pat Patriot survive? What did she survive? Did somebody tell her to wear a mask and she coughed on somebody? I mean, what was it? God. Patriot. Henry Davis. Patriot. Brad Getz. Patriot. Patriot. You're not Patriots. And let me count the way. Let me, let me explain. First of all... The United States is a progressive initiative. It is progressive to overthrow a king and an aristocracy that ruled Western civilization for thousands of years. There's nothing more progressive than that. And if this were the time of the revolution, you know it. You guys all know it. I know it. They know it. They would be the loyalists. They would be pining to be trickled upon by the king. They would, pro of course, look at their, they're already, they are proclaiming a king right now. And, uh, and a really abominable one at that. A tedious, a, a, a tedious con man. Like, well, this makes sense, considering all of their entire, their, the entire agenda is a con. The entire right-wing agenda is a con. It is. So, of course, the, the whole patriot thing is a con. They're not patriots, okay? Being a patriot means you care about your fellow countrymen. That's what patriot means. Patriotic means not leaving anybody behind. And it also means that when, um, when you want to um, have a say in your government, that you... You do the democratic thing. You build coalitions. You knock on doors. And if you're 
abhorrent kiss up kick down i got mine sucks to be you ideology policies of they don't even have policies anymore if your policy of worshiping an orange con man with a fake university and a vitamin scan just doesn't appeal to everyone then you change your policies you try to make government an instrument of good in people's lives because guess what that's why all of the the soldiers uh, all of the patriots who fought bled and died to create this country that's what they entrusted to us they didn't what did they entrust to us the the uh, ability to make the rich richer that's not what the what the founders did they didn't throw uh, overthrow a king and an aristocracy just to recreate one here jesus christ the real problem with the republicans as we know we know what their problem is it is they don't like brown people that's it people with darker pigment they don't like it they don't want to share civilization with people with darker pigment and it's been it's uh, that's what it's been about from day one they've always had a problem with that and we're gonna go into a lot of some of it i guess not a lot i don't know we'll see how we'll see how the show goes i'm seeing the chat room filling up if you're on any other channel go over to youtube.com slash c for channel slash tara buster and remember to hit the like and subscribe button or the notification button remember to subscribe and then then hit the notification bell because then you'll be informed when the show goes on and you guys can all you know we can get together and have a conversation all right and in the meantime remember what i say please become a patron at patreon.com and the other thing i have to say is that if you are a patron and you guys if who are patrons or regular supporters um contact me at tarabustermedia at gmail.com and i'll send you a mug a tarabuster mug and um i just wanted to say that there might if if you do not receive your mug in a timely manner please um contact me because i may have sent a duplicate mug to somebody else because another one of the supporters our our uh, community informed me that they received another mug in the mail so i'm wondering if i accidentally sent one to the wrong address that's all all right but i don't know i don't know who that would be until a mug comes up missing for all the people that requested a mug so if there you go. If you're a regular supporter and a, if you're a patron or not, or just a supporter, call me, or I mean, uh, contact me. <laughs> call me. Call me now. Oh, who are these nosy people outside you, uh, around the moon card? Call me now. That's my bad impression of who? Miss Cleo. All right. Oh, my God. Oh, look at Errol on the... Uh, just finished celebrating my birthday, although it was cold and rainy. Also, let's not forget how delusional and contradictive Republic clowns still are. Yes. Happy birthday again, Errol, and thank you so much for your super chat. That's not the way it works on your birthday. 
It's supposed to be the other way around. Boom, 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 boom. All right. It's been, it's great. I like seeing the people in the chat room. All right. Um, where should we begin? Yes. All right. We were saying, we were talking about patriotism. How, just remember this. When you hear the Republicans go on about how, what patriots, they're not patriots. They're anti, they're, what's the opposite of patriot? I mean, I guess it's, uh, what's, actually, let's look that up. What is the opposite? Um, Patriot Antonin. Let's see. What's the opposite? Oh, a traitor. <laughs> Perfect. That's what I call them. Traitors. They are traitors. Of course they are. This is a, tra and then they are, I mean, they, they fall into the the category so so unquestionably is is this a real sentence um the the category of traitor here's michael flynn a simple marine You're i want to know why a simple marine what happened in minimum of course he's simple that's what we were saying republic clowns are they are low effort, low IQ, low information, uh, easily led dupes, morons. You got to be stupid. See, that's the other thing that they've done studies on human. I mean, we all that's what we do. We study, we try to understand. That's what people do. So we're trying to understand who are these freaks? Who are these right wing morons? But it does turn out that. People who are who are um, stupid or racist, okay? I mean, because stupidity is racism, and back and it's it's the same. You might as well. It's an interchangeable term. You gotta be dumb and stupid to be a racist, and therefore conservatism, low IQ, low effort thinking. And I we've read this the articles on the show. Um, from Psychology Today, articles studying the conservative mind, how the uh, brain studies, they could tell people's cons political ideology by looking at brain scam scans, not scams, but scans, where you, they saw larger amygdalas. And they could predict that these people lean towards a conservative ideology because conservative is fear-based and so is racism that's what it is you're you're small you're you're cowardly you're tiny that's why you got to walk around walmart with an m16 like a fool so all right so this simple so-called of course he's simple he's that's the only true thing he says i'm a simple marine can't How, wait, wait, wait. His... Happened in Minamar. Minamar? Minamar? Where the hell is Minamar? But what do we expect? These are people that don't know how, how to use Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. They don't know how, when to use T-O or T-O-O. -O. 
And that, you know what that betrays? It betrays their ignorance, their willful ignorance, because there is really no excuse. If they have enough time to go online and get sucked into a cue hole, then they have enough time to go online and educate themselves. They don't have to be victims. They don't have to be dupes. They make that choice. This is no different than any other cult. But, all right, let's continue. That happened here. And the screams of all the patriots, I mean traitors. You know, no reason. I mean, it, it should happen here. No reason. That's right. One more. No reason. No reason it shouldn't happen. But then Michael Flynn lies. He lied about... Here, let's see. He lied. He, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Michael Flynn. Hold on a second, guys. Flynn lied about... Minimar. Minimar. If it couldn't happen in Minimar, see that's somebody who's a who's a willfully ignorant dupe. Minimar. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. He heard he overheard something. Minimar. He doesn't even know where's Minimar. What what is Minimar? Why can't why can't we be like Minimar? And you know that Putin is he's he's laughing. He's, uh, he couldn't imagine how successful his attacks on democracy would be. Murdering the United States from the inside, thanks to the domestic enemies that the founders warned us about, and this is who they are. This is the Republican Party. And wait, wait, I'm going to get to Kristen Cinema in a minute. God, Michael Flynn, form, this is from CNN, former Donald Trump national security advisor, is claiming he didn't endorse a Myanmar-style coup over the weekend, despite video in which he appeared to support an overthrow of the United States. For months, QAnon and Trump-supporting online forums have celebrated the deadly military coup in Myanmar and suggested the same should happen in the United States so Trump could be reinstated as president. Flynn made the comments at an event in Dallas on Sunday that was attended by prominent peddlers of the QAnon conspiracy theory and the big lie. I want to know what happened in Minimar. Why it can't happen here? No reason. I mean, it should happen here. No reason. That's right. A message posted to a parlor account used by Flynn on Monday, however, claimed that Flynn's words were twisted. Let me be very clear in capital letters. There is no, in capital letters, reason whatsoever for any coup in America, and I do not and have not at any time called for any action of that sort, the message said, which is a bold-faced lie. Well, this is the Republican Party. The party of personal responsibility. Never taking responsibility for themselves. 
So he's he could I mean, I don't know if, if he could lose his commission. He should lose his goddamn commission. He's a traitor. He needs to be court martialed. This is an officer, an army officer saying that the democratically elected government of the United States should be overthrown in a military coup. This person is a traitor, and so are all the traitors who applauded him. They're traitors, and you know what? You don't play nice with traitors. You don't seek bipartisanship with them. You don't give the traitor minority enough power, more power than the majority that's trying to actually have a functioning democracy. Lawyer Sidney Powell, who represented Flynn in the past, said Monday that he had in no way encouraged any act of violence. Well, this is what happens when they get caught stepping on their own dicks, these freaks. She claimed the media had grossly distorted Flynn's comments. It's always the media, isn't it? The fake news, the fake news, the fake news. But who are you going to believe? Their fake, lying, twitler-sucking mouths or your own ears? We heard it. And so did every other patriot in this country. Oh, I'm not talking about the ones who applauded. They're the traitors. They're traitors. Jesus Christ. They're, I mean, this is a guy who pled guilty or pleaded guilty, however you say it, to lying to the United States, lying to the FBI, who failed to... He was writing op-eds about how uh, we should be nicer to the Turkish autocrat while working secret... not, Not identifying the fact that he was being paid by this foreign autocrat, and also this the traitor michael trader flynn conspired to kidnap a, a a person that the united states was sheltering from the autocrat from the brutality of an autocrat and he was going to kidnap he was plotting to kidnap this person off of american soil to return him to the autocrat's clutches now that's a that's somebody who's a patriot that's a patriot, you freaks? No, not you guys. I'm talking about the freaking jerks at the MAGA moron rally. Please. God. I, you, know, you know for a fact if Twitler told these dupes to drink Kool-Aid laced with poison, they would do it. But you know who wouldn't be drinking that Kool-Aid? Twitler himself. Because Twitler, he's, um, he, he found a bunch of suckers, all-day suckers. And he didn't break this country. He didn't break this democracy, whatever the hell it's trying to be. He didn't. He ex- all he did was exploit the fissures of disunity, as Henry Wallace once warned. That's how you know an American fascist. The, 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 um... Well, that that famous letter to the to the New York Times, the fisher exploit the fissures of disunity, every crack in the common front against fascism. That's what, that's what they do.
So Powell, this is the, the, another one of Twitler's freaks who actually went in court when her lies, Sidney Powell, she, what, her defense was that no normal person could actually believe her, right? Was that it? Sidney Powell? Sidney Powell says no one believes. Yeah, no reason. That's what she said. No reasonable person. Pro-Trump lawyer says no reasonable person would believe her election lies. But there she is, yet again, lying. Lawyers for Sidney Powell argue conspiracies she laid out constituted legally protected First Amendment speech. Well, calling when when um, an officer in the U.S. military, he may not be on active duty, but he hasn't lost his commission. He has a pension, a military pension, and he's, he's violating his oath. When an officer is calling for a coup against the United States, that's, um, isn't that worthy of at least uh, being called up in front of the court-martial to explain yourself? Why are we giving commissions? Why are we allowing traitors to run around, run around with military commissions? That's somebody, he doesn't, not only... Is he, does he hate America? He's confused by America. They all are. They're confused by America. That's why they think they're patriots if they wear a cowboy hat. That's patriotism. They have such a, um, and this is, it goes in along with their um, immaturity. They're like, they, you don't give kids, see, you have to be a certain age if, to, form a legal contract to to speak for yourself right when you're a child you're growing up you're you're you don't you lack the maturity to make decisions they don't put kids on juries there's because they're still developing they're not mature enough but we expect you at a certain age to have a certain level of maturity but Republicans, they, where? I don't see, I don't see their maturity. They think that, uh, that walking around with a cowboy hat and an M16 in a Walmart makes you a patriot when it makes you a domestic terrorist and a coward. Calling for a coup, you know why? Because they lack the maturity, it, that, it, that democracy requires they lack it they don't see it's so much easier it's um it's hard work it's too much work to knock on doors democracy takes too much work so rather than follow the rules that's why they cheat that's why mitch mcconnell changes the uh does whatever the hell he wants i don't see see this is what drives me insane about the democrats that mitch mcconnell seems to break this country every goddamn day now what do you think would be going on if the shoe was on the other foot with the filibuster and mitch mcconnell decided oh well we 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 need bipartisanship please 
This is the same guy who rammed that Amy Coney Barrett basic bitch onto the Supreme Court in six goddamn days in the middle of an election. But it takes, see, they don't have the maturity. That's why they have a child's understanding of patriotism. It's like they, they have a, it's the same way they have a child's understanding of the United States. See, like I did when I was a child. But I was a child. So I thought we were, oh, uh, you know, the Minutemen and they were playing flutes and stuff. I had no idea the real history of the United States. Uh, oh, you know what else I thought? That um, the, the um, Native Americans were, and the, you know, like it was sort of like uh, Tonto and the Lone Ranger. That's what I thought. Because I was a child. And that's what they were teaching me as a child. Oh, the um, Indians and the first Thanksgiving. And I remember when I was a kid, I was a little girl. We had Thanksgiving, and one day, because I, I had learned all about the Indians, and the, um, that's what they called them at the time, uh, in my child's cl- class, in my first grade class, and I made little headdresses and little pilgrim hats, and everybody could wear one, because that's what I thought. That was Thanksgiving. Yeah, everybody was getting along, but... I didn't know. What the hell did I know? Because I was a child. It's this when I watch these republicans, they that's what they remind me of. They have an infant's understanding of history, and this is why they can't they can't abide anybody learning anything because what the hell? That's that's too much work for them. Why would they want to learn? Learning what's critical race theory. They don't want to learn that. They want to think that they that uh, slavery was wonderful. That they were teaching people the dignity of work. I mean, we hear this even today from Republicans. We've heard them say, "Oh well, Frederick Douglass. Remember that guy? Um, they, were, they had one of these conservative, um, you know, CPAC, yeah, monstrosities." And some guy was saying how um, Frederick Douglass wrote a letter to his former master and the right winger interjected and said to thank him for giving him a roof over his head and food to eat. No, no, that's not why Frederick Douglass wrote his former master that he escaped from. But that's because Republicans have an infant's view of the world, and they don't want to hear it. This is like Marjorie Taylor Greene, right? Here, here. Here's the infant Marjorie Taylor Greene, the, the, who shouldn't be anywhere near the halls of power. Just like you don't give infants a, a driver's license, you don't give Republicans um, the ability 
to shape society. They're just unfit. Here's Marjorie Taylor Greene about talking about masks. You know, we can look back in a time in history where people were told to wear a gold star and they were definitely treated like second class citizens, so much so that they were put in trains and taken to gas chambers right. in Nazi Germany. It's an infant's understanding. They were taken taken in train. They, they were definitely treated like second-class citizens. I mean, not, uh, to put it mildly, second-class citizens. Yeah, wearing a mask in a deadly pandemic to stop the spread and needless death of your fellow Americans um, and the systemic murder of six million human beings. Yeah, it sounds pretty much like the same thing. But this is Marjorie Taylor Greene's infant's understanding of the Holocaust. Do you think she ever, ever tried to educate herself on the Holocaust or World War II? All she knows is Nazis and Nazi Germany and the gold star. They don't, just like any infant or or child might learn accidentally by uh, switching or channel surfing the History Channel. She doesn't know anything. They don't have an understanding of not just, I mean, not just world history, of our own history, of what it means to be an American, what this thing, what the constitutionally limited democratic republic is. Why, how it was birthed in the liberal age of enlightenment. How it, the the writings of of uh, Voltaire, Rousseau. That's our lineage. That's our heritage, not the the Bible. Not uh, this is what they think, and what they say. It's uh, it's tedious. This is what I mean. It's a product of why they want homeschooling. So it's. Spread their bullshit. It's another thing. That's why they hate. It's all the pillars of democracy. They hate. And they don't have to explain it. They just say freedom. It's freedom. But I'm here to tell them that you're not free. If um, you're under the thumb of a tax-cheating, draft-dodging con man and the whims of his grifter family... And, 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 or, and crime organization. That's not freedom. You're not free. So we have a, um, a different definition of freedom. I have a patriot's definition of freedom. E pluribus unum. That's why the founders made our national motto, E pluribus unum, out of many, one. We're in this together. Not like, if there's a deadly pandemic, I'm not wearing a mask. God, they couldn't do the simplest, the slightest, simplest thing. The, the, it's not, who cares? It's like an, the slightest inconvenience to stop needless death in this country. They couldn't even be bothered. That's a patriot? No, honey, that's a traitor. And God damn it, they, they never cease to um, 
you know, to surprise me. <laughs> Mamma mia. Oh my God. Wow. Hold on a second. Thank you, JD, for your super chat. Let's see. Where was, where was the other thing I had here? Okay. Minimar. Here's some, here's a CNN Anderson Cooper report about the Trump QAnon supporters. It's just, he's like a puppet president. Uh, the military is in charge. It's going to be like Myanmar, what's happening in Myanmar. The military is doing their own investigation. And at the right time, they're going to be restoring the republic with Trump as president. What's going on in different country. right now? The what? government took over and they're redoing the election, correct? That could possibly happen here, possibly. Would you like to see it happen? Absolutely. I would like to see it happen. Really? Yes. You know why? Because the election was stolen from us. Donnie joins us now. So I understand Michael Flynn appears to have made additional comments about this controversy. What's he now saying? That's right, Anderson. He is today saying that his words have been twisted somehow, that he is not actually uh, calling uh, for a coup. But look, I mean, you heard the comments there in that piece, and essentially this QAnon conference uh, was devoted to overturning the results of the election. You heard Sidney Powell there uh, talking about a potentially uh, new inauguration day. And, you know, this talk of a coup is something that has been circulating uh, for months now in the QAnon conspiracy theory world world that both uh, Powell and Flynn uh, live in. And, you know, we spend a lot of time, I spend a lot of time reading a lot of these pro-Trump forums, these QAnon forums online and speaking to Trump supporters. And I will say of, of all the conspiracy theories we hear and, and all the different ideas, this talk from Americans about a coup, cheering on a coup and hoping for a coup in the United States is, is one of the most chilling um, things that I hear on the road. Yeah. Anderson? Don't Sullivan, appreciate it. Yep. So here's an article from, hold on. Oh, okay. Where is this? Hold on a second, guys. Something's going on with my computer. What the hell? Sorry, I'm getting a beach ball. Mm -mm -mm. Damn it, hold on a second. Stupid damn. In the meantime, thank you all. I see you, JD. I see River C. Nice to see you. It's nice to see you, Terry Taylor and Errol and Jabber Monkey. Very nice. Haiku! Where you been? Alright, I might have to... I might have to, uh... Quit the finder. Son of a bitch. Hold on a second. Stupid thing. Mm. Alright. Okay, 
here it is. All right, finally, it's kicked back in. Had to give it a good kick. Thank you for your patience. From the Washington Post, a frantic warning from 100 leading experts, our democracy is in grave danger. From Greg Sargent. Democrats can't say they weren't warned. With yet another GOP effort to restrict voting underway in Texas, President Biden is now calling on Congress to act in the face of Republican assault on democracy. Importantly, Biden cast that attack as aimed at black and brown Americans meriting federal legislation in response. That is welcome, a welcome escalation, but it remains unclear whether 50 Senate Democrats will ever prove willing to reform or end the filibuster, and more to the point, whether Biden will put real muscle behind that cause. If not, such protections will never, ever pass. Now, in a striking intervention, more than 100 scholars of democracy have signed a new public statement of principles that seeks to make the stakes unambiguously jarringly clear. On the line is nothing less than the future of our democracy itself. Our entire democracy is now at risk. The scholars write in the statement, which I obtained before its release, history will judge what we do at this moment. And these scholars underscore the crucial point our democracy's long-term viability might depend on whether Democrats reform or kill the filibuster to pass sweeping voting rights protections. And that's what we're talking about. There's, I, I, I appreciate Joe Biden's um, infrastructure plan, but it's, the, the infrastructure can be dealt with. The it could be dealt with later. The most important thing we need to do right now is stop these Republican, these conservative from both sides of the aisle, these parasites and their enablers from destroying, from, from destroying democracy to the point where we, there will be no going back. We urge members of Congress to do whatever is necessary, including suspending the filibuster in order to pass national voting and election administration standards, the scholars write. In a reference to the voting rights protections enshrined in For the People Act, which passed the House before the Senate, what's striking is that the statement is signed by scholars who specialize in democratic breakdown. Other, other well-known names include Francis Fukuyama and Jacob hacker. We wanted to create a strong statement from a wide range of scholars, including many who have studied democratic backsliding, to make it clear that democracy in America is genuinely under threat, says Lee Drutman, senior fellow at New America and a leading organizer of the letter. The playbook that the Republican Party is executing at the state and national level is very much consistent with actions taken by illiberal, anti-democratic, anti-pluralist, excuse me, par parties and other democracies that have slipped away from free and fair elections. Among these, the scholars note, are efforts by GOP-controlled state legislatures everywhere to restrict access to voting in ways reminiscent 
of tactics employed before the United States became a real multiracial democracy in the mid-1960s. The scholars also sound the alarm about GOP efforts to deepen control of electoral machinery in numerous states, casting them as a live threat to overturn future elections and redoubling the emphasis on extreme gerrymanderers and other anti-majoritarian tactics. And they write, in future elections, these laws politicizing the administration and certification of elections could enable some of the legislatures or partisan election officials to do what they failed to do in 2020, reverse the outcome of a free and fair election. Further, these laws could entrench extend extended minority rule, violating the basic and long-standing democratic principle that parties that get the most votes should win elections. Democracy rests on certain elemental institutional and normative, normative, excuse me, normative conditions. Elections must be neutrally and fairly administered. They must be free of manipulation. Every citizen who is qualified must have an equal right to vote, unhindered by obstruction. Well, we know how that's going. I'll be right back. My name is Tara Devlin. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for hanging out. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin like all the cool people in the in the chat room at youtube.com slash c slash tarabuster oh look at this i just want to share something with you guys oh see i have a stalker on rockfin some real sad loser i think he changes his name wm is now roman Yurvich. He's saying, I feel sorry for people giving their hard-earned money to this drug addict. He's talking about me because I talk about my, my recovery on this show. This is a mentally ill person. She is in Sunnyside, Queens, and who is a known heroin addict. Do you see what I have to put up with? Her brain is rotted away by years of drug abuse. You didn't give, you didn't give drug addicts a public platform. Are you collecting a super chat for your next fix? I mean, this, you see the abuse of this poor, sick person. Now, this is what happens when you put yourself out there. I understand that, but this is a very sick person and, um, yeah, sorry, buddy. Um, I talk about my addiction and recovery because people like you are so sad and small that I know that they'd use it against me, but it's actually one of my greatest, pro- the, uh, something I'm very proud of. And, that's, and the reason I talk about my addiction and my recovery now into double-digit recoveries. And it, it also does concern me, though, that he's posting, I live in Sunnyside, Queens. You, I mean, you're really that into me. 
I'm sure. I mean, it's easy to find out where people live. I do talk about my life because I'm not a, you know, I'm trying to make a difference in the world. What have you done, Roman? I mean, it's really bizarre, but this is what we're up against. So, really. And it's Rockfin. There's something wrong I have to tell these the people at Rockfin there's to this is WM there's not there's no doubt in my mind because they blocked WM and now he's back and he's he must be going through all my videos and uh getting a little snippets of my life well I'm glad I have you have a reason to get up in the morning moron but you know all i can say is get the help you need see i i got help for my addiction that's why i'm clean you know what i mean and i use my experience to help others unlike you because what you've what i mean what this is is sick these people are sick. And, oh, of course, all progressives, he's writing about how progressives are, I mean, who are the, the swill swirling around the sewer of Republican, the Republican world? You see what they do, what they bring to the table? They bring nothing, nothing to the table. Zero, zero purpose in life, zero helping other people they do nothing for society i mean the classic the best thing this person ever did is come on this channel and uh pine for attention no yeah all right bye roman enjoy your uh enjoy your being a troll it's sick. It's unbelievably sick. These people, I mean, that's what they do. They do, they bring nothing. They have nothing. And when they die, no one will care. And in fact, there, the whole world will breathe a sigh of relief. What do, they, I mean, how do you live like that? How do people live like by being such a loser? They go on, and we've talked about it before, they go on the internet, the window into the whole world, and that's what they have. That's the best they can do. And I have my own personal stalker now, so that's a sign of success. It actually means I'm doing it correct, because that's, that idiot was blocked on um, Rockfin, and now he's back, because he can't get enough. He can't. He's, for some reason, I mean, I guess he's obsessed. Well, why don't you come to Sunnyside? Come to Sunnyside. I'm sure you can find my address. Let's see what you got, loser. It would be great for the show. Please. God, I mean, really, it just, sorry. It, you know, I, um, it's... For, I haven't had somebody uh, um, mock 
my addiction probably ever, you know? So that goes to show what, just how, how evil some, that person is. So, and, and I'm sure sad, stupid, boring, sitting around waiting for Tara Buster to come on so he can just rail and uh, pepper the timeline with abuse. But I, so I, I ignored it for a while, right? But now he got kicked off because I told the admins at Rockfin to get rid of the fucking loser who brings nothing to the table. And now he changed his, his uh, handle. He'll keep coming back, I'm sure. And I'll get rid of him too. But this goes to show you, this is, that's what they do. They have no purpose in life. I, I'm glad I get. No, I'm not glad I gave him a purpose. He should probably get help. You know what I mean? Because that's very that's sick. Then, obviously, he's trying to intimidate me. Posting, oh, she lives in Sunnyside. Yeah, well, I. F- that's what I talk about, bitch. You basic bitch. Nobody. Um, I, you know, obviously I gave him too much attention, so he, he was back. He came back. And then I, I just ignored it. I'm like, whatever, you don't feed the moron. And then he's like, he has to get even eviler. Mock, you know, is that really no- a normal thing to do, moron? To mock someone's sickness? Asshole, I, I, yeah, I talk about being a drug addict in recovery. Oh, no, honey. You wish you could have the balls to recover from your sickness, right? Unbelievable. <laughs> Jim, you're funny. <laughs> Jim says, you should try gardening. (laughs) That's great. All right, JD, thank you for your super chat. Two super chats in a row. I just had to share that because it it kind of did throw me for a loop, to tell you the truth. You know, you try to, like, not not pay attention. But like I said, I never had a troll attack my, um, my addiction. And my recovery. I mean, he didn't attack. He's saying I'm a heroin addict, a known heroin addict in Sunnyside, which is a complete and utter lie because I, honey, I've been clean for many years, asshole. And I never um, used in Sunnyside. So, you know, the only peop- the people know me in Sunnyside as uh, their good neighbor. You've, you, oh, God. And somebody who helps people. You know, I do things for my community, unlike you. <laughs> I mean, this is who they are. God, they never cease to um, disappoint in being a loser. And that's what we're up against. I mean, really, they're just the absolute worst people on the planet. Prove me wrong. There they go again. There they go again. And see, I'm out here... 
I'd love to see this person's life. God, they, who, who spends their time doing that? You're very sick. People are very sick. And obviously, that's why they're Republican. You understand? A normal person does not behave like that. And I always say, give me 10 minutes with any filthy fascist prick. And I'll get to the bottom of There's They are sick in some form or another. They're racist. Well, there's probably, they're usually just racist. So that's their underlying baseline. They're, they're, they're filled with hate. They're morons. They're ugly. They go online on the inside, and that's really what matters. They go on the internet, and they, they, uh, they use this window onto the world to expose, in the veil, uh, behind the veil of anonymity. They, they type so tough. Now, clearly, this prick has been t- looking me up. Uh, uh, if you're that obsessed, show the fuck up. Really, I'd love an opportunity to kick you in the balls, frankly. But give me fair warning so I can get it on, on tape, because that'll be a great TikTok video. See, because what have they ever done for this, for humanity? Nothing. And that's probably what makes people like that so um, angry and so resentful at others who actually make a difference. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Anyway, all right. Let's get, let's move on. Moving on, I want to talk about Kristen Cinema, because we're—I mean—we're talking about the traitors, okay? <laughs> Jabber monkey, I'll hold them for you, Tara. Kick away. I will. I mean, I was trained to kill by the United States government, so bring it on. I don't, I'm not afraid of him. He's just a little parasite, a little parasite that's me, 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 me. that's all he's got he's got no balls I probably will have a f- hard time finding them so he's resentful that somebody with balls ha- gets go- goes online has a show you know I mean you can mock my show little one but you don't have a show all you have are little sick little posts on my timeline i mean what does that make you it makes you a useless troll and that's somebody who is just uh, a waste of life your mother probably hates you i i'm sure you're an incel god and if you and i'm sure you're a drunk and a drug addict i mean get the help you need don't be resentful just get help Get help before you waste your limited lifespan being an, being an ugly troll on Rockfin, of all fucking places. Please. God. Unbelievable. But now not expected. 
<sighs> yep, one day at a time. Work it. You're, well, you're not worth it, but everybody else is worth it. One day at a time. It works if you work it. Don't, um, don't work it. You, you're a waste of time. The wor- I mean, the, these people, it really is true what I say. The world would be better off without them. The world will, I mean, what do they ever add to humanity? Somebody, give me, show me. What do they ever bring to the table? They never bring a goddamn thing to the table. That's what they do. They go on, I mean, you don't have to come to my show. Go, go fucking, don't be a, just read, read a book. You know, there's all kinds of books online for free public domain you could go tour you could go on google earth and take a tour of the friggin rooms of pompeii yeah and in i mean swear for real in the depths of my addiction i was more of a worthy human being than you will ever be that's the truth god anyway unbelievable but i just wanted to share that with you because this is what i gotta fucking put up with i mean there's some people i usually get um you're a cunt or uh you're a uh, a dyke yeah but then let's the, this one there's something really off with him i and i don't hey i half expect him to show up show the fuck up then show up i would love to to meet you just like I said give me fair warning so I can get it on TikTok because it's going to be a great video watching your balls um, come out of your mouth (sighs) all right (laughs) anyway all right all right relax relax everybody on the chat Let's talk about Kristen Cinema. Now, democracy is hanging by a thread because we we saw the the traitors. the the um, The country is awash with traitors. That's because of Trump, basically. And well, the it was it was already hanging by a thread. Like, like I was saying earlier, the Republicans they got their con man, and he's he uh, has no bounds. Uh, to quote Game of Thrones, he would burn this country to the ground if he could be the king of the ashes, right? That is the truth. And we know that it's, he has no um, interest in democracy. It's just like everything else. He, it's too much time. It takes too much work. Look at his blog, for Christ's sakes. He couldn't even last a month on a blog because it was too much. It takes too much energy to to create a blog and to consistently post on the blog. That's too much energy. After the build-up, I just added on to the rest of his failures. I wanted to play the Trump's blog movie. I don't know if you did. You see this? This was him um, introducing his blog. Consign him and those who supported him. 
in the Senate to the trash of history. Twitter permanently banning the Commander-in-Chief's personal account with 88 million followers. <laughs> oh my god. A beacon of freedom arises, but not too. It's too much work. Save America. A beacon of freedom arises, eh, or not. A beacon of freedom? And the other thing is, when he says on the video, how, there. Consign him and those who supported him. His, his followers. The, the 88 million followers. The commander-in-chief's personal account with 88 million followers. That's another one of my pet peeves that I talk about all the time. He never, he never had 88 million followers, but the corporate media continuously repeated that. Uh, that in itself, yet again, another lie. Fake followers. His, half of his, and we used to go through them periodically to see which, uh, the accounts, which ones were real, which were fake. That he, I would estimate, he had at least one third of his followers were fake. Because he was trying to catch up to Obama. So, he's a, I mean, every, it's not just him. It's, uh, it's the system that props him up and enables him and, and including the corporate media by just taking his his word at face value oh he's got 88 million followers no he does not if i if i could do it myself if i did it if we went through his followers here right on the show and debunked the fact that he did not have um real followers that he was buying followers why couldn't the corporate media do the same thing and part of the reason we're in this boat is because the corporate media enables i uh they just take these republicans at their f at face value as if they're operating sincerely when they say things like you know, uh, well, wh whatever, whatever they might do, whenever they justify the 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 uh, breaking government, it's like they know their agenda. They're moving forward day after day, destroying democracy, and like they do, they fix the facts around the policy. Mitch McConnell will has his agenda to destroy democracy as the as world war ii historian christopher browning says he is the grave digger of american democracy he will do what he need what whatever that t entails and then he'll come up with an excuse after the fact we see it all the time we see it with the january 6th commission first it was uh oh well the impeachment he said oh it was too fast he, he gave his speech, Mitch McConnell, after ha saying that it was Trump. Trump was responsible for the insurrection. But the reason he voted against impeachment was because the impeachment was just too fast. 
Well, now we have a January 6th commission to get to the bottom of it. But he'll vote against that, too. Well, that's that wouldn't be too fast. They fix the facts around the policy. So Kristen Cinema is another one, with, along with Joe Manchin. I guess she saw Joe Manchin was getting too much attention, and she realized, uh, being the first bisexual in Congress, who cares? That that always gets on my nerves. Being the, she's the first bisexual. Who cares? You're the first bisexual. How does that feel? Um, like incidental nothing it feels like nothing it feels like you're taking a you're you're trying to separate yourself in as some sort of uh groundbreaker when i don't know you just seem like somebody who's starved for attention so you saw joe manchin was getting too much attention and now Democracy is going to die because um, Kristen Cinema. Here's Kristen Cinema discussing the filibuster. Well, as folks in Arizona know, I've long been a supporter of the filibuster because it is a tool that protects the democracy of our nation rather than allowing our country to ricochet wildly every Bullshit. two to four years back and forth between policies. The idea of the filibuster was created by those who came before us in the United States Senate to create comedy. No, to she's a liar. To find bipartisanship and she, whether she knows it or not, she's full of shit. That's not why the, the filibuster was created. It didn't come down from the founders. It's not part of a functioning democracy anywhere else on earth. It's not there to create bipartisanship, you dumb bitch. And look at it in practice. If that was the case, okay, even if, or if that were the case, whatever the phrasing is, if that were true, if let's say the filibuster was created so the, um, it, it, so we can have bipartisanship, this magical unicorn of bipartisanship that doesn't exist, let's say, and even if it was created sincerely, with that in mind, well, it's being abused and it's standing in the way of stopping a fascist coup. So what do you, why are you still defending it? It doesn't mean, uh, it means it's outlived its purpose then. Even if it were created for one reason, let's find common ground. It wasn't. And while there are some who don't believe that bipartisanship is possible, I think that I'm a daily example that bipartisanship is possible. Not just this trip today and tomorrow oh, that John and I are doing. You're a, oh but the my God, John and I and she's um, she's touring the border with John Cornyn, who voted against the January 6th commission, by the way. And many other of my colleagues in both parties do on a regular basis. So to those who say we must make a choice between the filibuster and X, I say this is a false choice. The reality is, is that when you have a system that's not working effectively, and I would think that most would agree that the Senate's not a particularly well-oiled machine, right? 
the way to fix that is to change your behavior. Not to eliminate the rules or change the rules, <laughs> Fuck but to change you. your behavior. Change your behavior? What is this? Every day. Well, I, I understand that the Republicans are infants and morons and, and, and suffer from immaturity that makes them incapable of functioning in a free democratic society. But um, how's that changing their behavior working out? What they change your behavior? Good luck. By the time any of them have an interest in changing their behavior, it's going to be too late. Change your beha- change your behavior. And then another day goes by and another year and more stuffing illegitimate Supreme Court justices and justices all ar- and, ju- and judges all around the country onto benches, lifetime positions. Using every trick, every Republican dirty trick in the book to manipulate and destroy this country. Change your behavior? The only one standing in the way is you. Well, and Joe Manchin, another one, who's so heartbroken. He's so heartbroken that the Republicans didn't vote for the January 6th commission heartbroken it's so shocking what's so shocking unexpected no these are people that prevented a twice legally elected president two in two landslide elections from fulfilling his constitutional duty and uh, uh therefore uh, uh, <laughs> spitting in the face not of obama but spitting in the face of the millions of Americans who elected him. That's what, that's what always gets me. It's not Obama. He didn't block Obama. He blocked the American people. The American people don't want what the Republicans are shoving down our throats. They never did. This is not a center-right nation. The American people... If they like the American people, they listen. They don't care about the American people. Are you kidding me? They care about power. And Kristen Cinema. Now, now, for the um, I was watching corporate media, and they were going on about. Well, let me just show one video. I grabbed because Joe Biden called them out. This sacred right is under assault with incredible intensity, like I've never seen, with an intensity and aggressiveness that we've not seen in a long, long time. It's simply un-American. I hear all the folks on TV saying, why doesn't Biden get this done? Well, because Biden only has a majority of effectively four votes in the House and a tie in the Senate with two members of the Senate who vote more with my Republican friends. So on corporate media, because he didn't name Manchin and Cinema directly, but obviously he was talking about them, and they were saying, well, what is he saying? That's not true. They vote with him 100% of the time. They, the, the Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin have a 100% voting record with him. That's, that's, it's not true. If you're, you're basically giving the tyrannical minority um, f- the free reign to roll over this democracy and the agenda that we need to c- accomplish 
to ensure that the democracy lasts. So yes, they vote with the Republicans. Who gives the Republicans, uh, who, who makes 35 greater than 54? That's Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin, God damn it. All right, let me lower this a little bit. Hold on. All righty. So let's get back to her. Hold on. Mm-mm-mm. Well, as folks in Arizona know, I've long been a supporter of the filibuster because it is a tool that protects the democracy of our nation rather than allowing our country to ricochet wildly every oh, shut the is, fuck is that when you have a system that's not working effectively. And I would think that most would agree that the Senate's oh. not shut up partisanship um, in a you know cheerful and happy warrior way as i always do oh my god and showing happy when we work together we happy showing oh you're modeling good behavior is that it because it's working out so well because you took a trip to arizona to the border with john cornyn oh i see not that john cornyn ever votes with the Democrats. I mean, where's this uh, bipartisanship I hear so much about? You couldn't even find 10 Republicans to vote for the January 6th commission. You know, the um, Blue Lives Matter crowd. Blue Lives Matter, unless those blue lives are protecting democracy, right? Cheerful and happy warrior way, as I always do, and showing that when we work together, we can get things done. No, you're not getting anything done. Wait, someone's asking. Well, the filibuster was not created as a tool to accomplish one thing or another. What it was you... created as a tool to bring together members mm, of different parties to find compromise no. and coalition. No, when you think no, about no. our founding fathers, when they created the Senate... They didn't create the filibuster. Two senators from every state, regardless of population size, with elections staggered every, you know six years so that oh, only a third of the body is up for election each cycle it was designed to be a place where you cooled the passions of the house where you work together to find the compromise and importantly where you protect the rights of the minority from the majority regardless of which party is in the majority at the time oh please here's um from the new yorker the and it's an article called the fake history of the filibuster won't die and uh, by jonathan Kate, uh, Chait, sorry. And uh, he writes, senators keep repeating this made-up origin story. So the article, he writes, um, advocates of the Senate filibuster can be proud of one thing. They've successfully carried out an extraordinarily effective propaganda campaign, and they've convinced much of the country, and more importantly, many members of the Senate itself, to believe in a completely made-up version of American history. The imaginary history has been repeated so often that people know, quote-unquote, <laughs> know it to be true and can rattle, rattle off its fictional elements when pressed to supply a reason why they support an institution that has no um, that no overseas democracy and none of the 50 state governments have copied. 
and he writes, here's Kristen Cinema speaking to reporters about this fake history. And we just played the clip that he writes about. First, the filibuster was not, quote, created to bring together members of different parties. Political parties did not exist when the Constitution was written, and the founders famously failed to anticipate their central role in the system. The filibuster emerged in the 19th century, not by any design, but as a Brookings scholar and Senate expert Sarah Binder has explained, due to an interpretation of the Senate rules, which held that they omitted any process for ending debate. The first filibuster didn't happen until 1837, and it was the result of exploiting this confusing rules glitch. Second, the founders not only did not create the filibuster, they specifically rejected a supermajority voting requirement. They didn't like having a chamber where every state had equal votes regardless of size either. But they had to agree to it. For some reason, they had to accept the three-fifths clause. They were politicians and they couldn't wrangle enough votes for the Constitution without compromising their principles to do it. And there we go again. Every every thing that sucks about this country that has this country in the state it's in is due to conservatism they created a supermajority requirement for a handful of special votes like a treaty or a constitutional amendment but rejected such requirements for normal legislation as alexander hamilton explained in the federalist papers to give a minority a negative upon the majority is in its tendency to subject the sense of the greater number to that of the lesser number. The necessity of unanimity in public bodies or of something approaching towards it has been formed upon a supposition that it would contribute to security. But it's a real operation to embarrass the administration, to destroy the energy of government, and to substitute the pleasure, caprice, or artifices of an insignificant, turbulent, or corrupt junto (laughs) to the regular deliberations and decisions of a respectable majority. All right. That's Thomas Jefferson, of course. And finally, the filibuster was not created to protect... (laughs) the rights of the minority from the majority, which is what she said. It was originally a rules glitch in the 20th century. It was whittled down to two-thirds supermajority requirement by practice was reserved mainly for use in blocking civil rights bills. That compromise was not a statement of the Senate's love for the supermajority rules, Binder explains, but, or Binder maybe, uh, the product of hard-nosed bargaining with an obstructive minority. In 1975, the threshold was reduced to 60%. At various times, Democrats have had more senators than either the two-thirds or the three-fifths threshold. So the filibuster did not project minority parties. In some, the founders did not create the filibuster. It emerged accidentally. It was changed repeatedly and was not designed for any purpose, and most certainly not to give the minority party uh, a veto. It's no more true than George Washington chopping down the cherry tree. 
It's a story people made up to rationalize a system that nobody invented because nobody ever would create a system like this on purpose. And there goes Kristen Cinema again, repeating it. Well, because she's got to give herself legitimacy and she has to pretend like she's doing something worthy. Like, oh, and for example, um, I don't know if you saw she in her local, well, I guess not just local, but she was, she um, had a lot of backlash because she's, she didn't even show up to vote for the January 6th commission herself. And they asked her about her, uh, about why. Of course it was the Memorial Day weekend. So Cinema says on, uh, on, from Arizona Central, she said, Cinema on why she skipped the vote on the January 6th commission. Oh, I had a personal commitment. Could that have anything to do with the long weekend? We all wanted a long weekend. You know who wanted a long weekend or would love to have a personal commitment? Officer Sicknick. He, he'll have no personal commitments ever again because he was murdered by the Trump mob. Kristen Cinema broke her silence and explained Tuesday why she missed a procedural vote to establish the bipartisan commission to look at the Capitol riot. On a 54 to 35 vote, which lost, of course, since in this world, 34 beats. I mean, 35 beats 54. Senate Democrats failed to advance legislation to establish the commission to study events leading up to the storming of the Capitol. 11 senators did not vote on the bill, including Cinema, who was a no-show. Her office declined to explain why, only saying she would have voted yes. Speaking to reporters on Tuesday after touring migrant facilities with Senator John Cornyn, I mean, which is nothing but a photo op and a waste of time. Like every conservative breath Cinema had a short response when she asked why she missed the vote. I had a personal family matter. Bullshit. Cinema's absence generated heavy criticism, partly because she had issued a joint written statement three days earlier with Senator Joe Manchin urging fellow Republicans, senators, fellow whatever senators, to support the bill. On Tuesday, she once again doubled down on her support for the filibuster. And she has been under increasing pressure from the Democratic base to change her stance. She's fucking, could you imagine? I mean, this is the problem here. The, the constitutionally limited Democratic Republic that so many fought, bled, and died to entrust to us is hanging by a thread. It's under direct assault, an open assault, by a bunch of traitors who are openly calling for a military coup. And short of that, they're fanning out from sea to shining sea, changing the rules of voting so um, the people, they get to pick their voters, not the voters pick the representatives. And, th- and this, this basic bitch is standing in the way. And when future generations look back, what are they going to say about Kristen Sinema? They're not going to look kindly on her. There's no, there's no way. 
they're not going to look kindly on the insurrectionists, the traitors, the, and their enablers. That's the truth, and that includes Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin. Because we could see it. You don't, we, don't need, we don't even need the hindsight of history we could see. We see what's going on. They're right out in the open. The destruction of democracy. They're not kidding around. And it will come to a point. We saw um, General uh, Trader Flynn saying, Oh, let me be clear. I never said, called for an insurrection, and that's just fake news. That's the media attacking me. Everybody's attacking me with my own words. Make no mistake, there will come a time if there's no consequences for these pricks and if we don't do what we, what we have this small window of opportunity to do, meaning shore up democracy to ensure that it functions, that the, that the Republican grift going on all over the country isn't successful. If we don't have, take the HR1 over the finish line because of these Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin, it, it's done. The, 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 trust me, future generations are going to look back. We, we could see right now, without the hindsight of history, what the problem is. But there, there will come a time when General Trader Flynn, he won't even have to explain himself when he calls for a coup. That'll just be normal, regular order. And now he feels the need, sort of like years ago, Republicans felt the need to give lip service to democracy. And they would give lip service by um, proposing policy platforms at their convention. Now they don't, they don't even do that. They're an outright autocrat authoritarian death cult. So same thing here. There will come a time where, well, he won't even have to explain himself. When, when Republicans call for a coup, they won't feel the need to take it back or say that they've been targeted or picked on or, or uh, somebody's um, twisting their words and the media is attacking them again. Jesus Christ. Cinema reiterated her position that the filibuster is a tool that protects democracy of our nation. Get the... And it's not. This is what drives me insane, too. I have to tell you, and thank you for your support and your super chats and everything because you'll keep the real liberal media going and growing um, in spite of... in the face of all of this because... For example, Arizona Central, azcentral.com. That's the article I'm reading. And they just repeat. So she says, Cinema reiterated her position that the filibuster is a tool that protects the democracy of our nation. But they, they don't explain, like, what we just read. That no, no, that's not what the filibuster is. And by printing this in the newspaper, and morons who don't know history, they'll just read it, they'll take it at face value. Just like they'll take what she said at face value. Oh, well, 
the filibuster is there to ensure that they have bipartisanship, just like the 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 Second Amendment morons are uh, promoting how the Second Amendment is so the dum-dums can rise up against their government, right? And that's not what the Second Amendment is. That's another throwback to the racist-ass compromises that have been hanging around our necks, our national necks. That's uh, like a goddamn albatross. That's what all of these conservative compromises have done to this country. They have brought us to the brink of fascism. And are we even in, uh, is this the brink? Because it's a heartbeat away or one election cycle away from permanent destruction. And it's not just me saying it. We have scholars of history, of democracy. People have been warning about this. I know I've been warning about this for years, but it's nice to see um, others jumping on board. But is it too late? If we have the likes of a Christian cinema standing in the way of doing something about it, holy Christ. From Mother Jones, it's... Ari Berman writes, Jim Crow killed voting rights for generations, and now the GOP is repeating history. On September 3rd, 1868, Henry McNeil Turner rose to speak at the Georgia House of Representatives to fight for his political survival. He was one of the 33 new black state legislators, legislators, yes, excuse me, elected that year in Georgia, a revolutionary change in the South over 250 years of slavery. 800,000 new black voters had been registered across the region, and the share of black male Southerners who were eligible to vote skyrocketed from 0.5% in 1866 to 80.5% two years later. Now, this was during Reconstruction, 1868. The black legislators had helped to write a new state constitution guaranteeing voting rights for former slaves and leading Georgia back into the Union. Yet two months after the 14th Amendment granted full citizenship rights to black Americans, Georgia's white-dominated legislator, legislature, excuse me, introduced a bill to expel the black lawmakers, arguing that the state's constitution protected their right to vote but not to hold office. You see, yet again, fixing the facts around the policy, the conservatives. You bring both Congress and the Republican Party into the odium of this state, said John E. Brown. That's been when the Republican Party was the Republican Party, the, fa- the, the party founded as the antidote to the tr- entrenched Democratic racist policies and power of, the, of its day. Now, um, the shoe's on the other foot. So, so he says, you confer upon Negroes, and this is a quote, the right to hold office in their present condition. Turner was shocked. Born free in South Carolina, he'd been appointed by Abraham Lincoln as the first black chaplain in the Union Army. After the war, he settled in Macon, Georgia's fifth largest city. 
Macon, Georgia, the fifth, excuse me, Macon, Georgia's fifth largest city, where he was elected to the legislature. As a gesture of goodwill, he pushed to restore voting rights to ex-Confederates. Well, that's what you get, you see. Ex-Confederates, can't we all just get along? No, they have no interest in getting along. They're scum. Now, uh, but now white members of the legislature, both Democrats and Republicans, were, well, and Republicans at the time, were turning their back on their black colleagues. Turner's passionate speech would become a rallying cry for the civil rights movement a hundred years later. He said, am I not, am I, wait, am I a man, he asked. If I am such, I claim the rights of a man. I am not a man because I happen to be of darker you than honorable gentlemen around me. But his pleas went unheeded. The legislature voted to expel the black lawmakers who weren't even allowed to participate in the vote. (laughs) Of course, the sacred rights of my race, said Turner, were destroyed in one blow. Soon he was getting death threats from the Ku Klux Klan. We should neither be seized with astonishment or regret if he were to be lynched, editorialized the Weekly Sun. See, they were preemptively excusing his murder. Two weeks later, one of the ousted black legislators, Philip Joyner, led a march to a small town in the southwest of Georgia where white residents opened fire, killing a dozen or more of the mostly black marchers. And so Reconstruction all but ended in Georgia almost as soon as it began. Outraged Republicans, well, they were Republicans at the time, in Washington attempted to reinstate it, putting the state back under military rule, purging ex-Confederates from the legislature and giving black members their seat back. But in the 1870 election, Georgia's white majority united to reclaim the state and vote out the black members, backed up by KKK violence that kept many black people from the polls. There is not language in the vocabulary of hell strong enough to portray the outrages that have been perpetrated, Turner wrote to Senator Charles, Charles Sumner. Five years after the war ended, ex-Confederates had retaken Georgia. The Southern whites will never consent to the government of the Negro, said Democratic U.S. Senator Benjamin Hill. Never, he wrote with an, uh, he said with an exclamation. Georgia became a blueprint for how white supremacy would be restored through the South. 150 years later, another Georgia legislator Representing Macon, rose to defend the rights Turner had fought for. Like Turner, Democratic Senator David Lucas is an African Methodist Episcopal minister. In 1974, at age 24, he became the first black member of the legislature to represent Macon since the Reconstruction, a product of the second Reconstruction of the 1960s when the country passed civil rights laws, including the Voting Rights Act, to restore the squandered promise of the first. With his superfly suit and Honda 750 motorcycle, he stood out amongst the good old boys in the state capitol. 
On February, 20, uh, February 23rd, 2021, Lucas, now 71, took to the Senate podium to oppose a new voter ID rec- requirement for mail-in ballots introduced by Georgia Republicans. Now they're Republicans. In 2005, Republicans had specifically exempted mail-in ballots from the state voter ID law, believing that their um, more elderly and rural voters would be casting votes for Republicans. But now they were changing the rules after the black share of the mail-in votes increased by eight points in 2020. And the white share fell by 13 points. So you see, this is their agenda. The measure of one, the, the measure was one of the 50 anti-voting bills they've introduced after the state went blue in November. And Donald Trump tried to overturn the election results by falsely alleging a massive conspiracy to rig the vote. Lucas, in the, the in-house historian of Georgia's Legislative Black Caucus, said the bill reminds me of the election of 1876. He told the story of the disputed presidential con- contest that put Rutherford B. Hayes in the White House on the condition that he would withdraw federal troops from the South, officially ending Reconstruction. When they pulled out the federal troops, said Lucas, that's when we had Jim Crow and folks got lynched. This history was personal for Lucas. He was 13 and playing four square with friends. The police picked him up and falsely accused him of throwing a rock at a white driver's windshield. Mm. They took him to a convenience store where the driver got in the back of the police car and placed a gun to his head and told me he'd kill me, Lucas said. Later, as a student at Tuskegee University, he worked on the campaigns of the first black legislators elected to Alabama since Reconstruction and worked with, black, with a black professor of a political science and registered black voters in the area. As he canvassed small-town dusty roads, white men in pickup trucks would drive by with shotguns and ask him, why are you registering folks to vote? Well, this is a very long article. I can't read the whole thing, but the point is, it's from Mother Jones, Ari Berman. This, what um, mansion and cinema are defending and rewriting history. I mean, they're really doing what conservatives do in general, which is not just fix the facts around the policy. They, they rewrite history to suit their agenda. Kristen Cinema knows, I mean, she's got to know I mean, that she's full of shit, that she's just pulling this justification for the filibuster out of her ass. And even if she wasn't, like I was saying, what, if um, it was sincere, if, it was, if the filibuster was created to sincerely um, cultivate bipartisanship, the fact that it has abysmally failed would mean that we have a duty to reform it, at least. Make them stand up. If that's it, you want to keep the filibuster, make them stand up. Now they can just filibuster over Zoom. It's, It's ridiculous. 
And yeah, that's why a hundred leading experts in and scholars in democracy are warning. They're they're they are um, warning us direly to do something. Can you imagine what future generations going to say and when they look back at Kristen Cinema and say this country? We had a shot. There was that small window of opportunity where we could have won, went one way or another, and we didn't because of Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin. Jesus Christ. Now, is that pathetic? Where's my people? Thank you. Terry Taylor for your super chat. And hi, Mark, our millennial correspondent on the chat. Thank you, Mark. Mark says, yay, making my day again. Thank you, Mark. I need you. I need you. After what I've been through today. Let's see, what time is it? All right, one more thing. Let's just, while we're on the subject, really, because it was the anniversary of the of the Tulsa ma- massacre, and it's not a coincidence. You see, all of these massacres. That's why the Republicans. I mean, they really are the um, the albatrosses around our national necks. And what they're doing, it's so openly and uh, transparently, disgustingly racist. But what else is new? But <clears throat> this is so the Tulsa massacre. This is another thing. What I guess Republicans don't want to talk about it. They it, but they they find that it's uh, they really can't help talk about it, considering people aren't putting up with their bullshit. They're talking about it anyway. For the first time, a, a president recognized that it wasn't, it's not a, it's not a race riot. Because what does race riot denote? It's, it's like what the Republicans tried to do about, with uh, Black Lives Matter, with the Black Lives Matter movement. Turn it into a riot. Oh, with the riots all over the country, while they're the ones committing crimes, shooting into police stations, breaking windows. But like like the well the the Tulsa massacre, it it's this it was not the only massacre in the United States. And um this is what I guess the Republicans don't want people to know about. But how, how do we fix this country without having a true reckoning of its history? This is why the Republicans are unfit. On top of everything else, they're unfit because they, they lack the maturity to face themselves. And to, that's what it takes to be a mature and functioning adult. You look at yourself, you t- uh, good, the good and the bad, what's working, what's not working. 
and but there's no hope without taking that accounting just like in recovery you take a look at what's working what's not working and you try to do more of what's working but you have to really take a searching and fearless moral inventory of yourself republicans lack the ability to do this that's why they're sick and they inflict their manias outwards and if you're do, if you're doing if you're the somebody who is capable of functioning in a free democratic society that's when they all they got are stones throw those stones baby and ensure that nobody knows the truth so there's uh, the Tulsa massacre was not the only massacre, but it's funny enough. Here's a from the Zinn Education Project. There's a list. Here's a list of some of the countless massacres in the history of the United States. Most of these massacres were de- designed to suppress voting rights, land ownership, economic advancement, education, freedom of the press, religion. LGBTQ rights and or labor rights of African Americans. Well, and Latinos, Native Americans, Asians, and immigrants. While we often refer to these as race riots, which is a racist term in itself, what race riot? When you're running for your lives. One of the things that Joe Biden did when he was in Tulsa, he detailed some of the some of the graphic murders that went on that day some of the abhorrent crimes against humanity that went on and i it was uh, vile to hear it it turned my stomach but i i saw the need i was glad that he did that that he detailed just how disgusting it was. And if you're not disgusted, then you're the problem. So one of the best explanations about why it is important for students to learn this history is included in an article called Burning Tulsa, the Legacy of Black Dispossession. So, but we offer a list of massacres that include the same events and massacres um, in other countries. While this list includes dozens of entries, it is by no means complete. I'll just read some of them. Well, in 2018, two hate crime shooting in one week, one African-American in Kentucky and, and others of Jews in Pittsburgh. June 17, 2015, Charleston Church Massacre. Nine African-American churchgoers were gunned down inside a church in an act of white supremacist terrorism. August 12, 2012, the Sikh Temple of Wisconsin Massacre. A white supremacist shot and killed six members of the Sikh Temple in Oak Creek, Wisconsin. May 13th, 18, I mean, excuse me, 1985, Philadelphia police bomb. The Philadelphia Police Department dropped a C4 bomb on the home of the MOVE organization, killing 11 people and wiping out half a city block. 
November 3rd, 1979, the Greensboro Massacre. Five people were killed when the Ku Klux Klan and Nazis, <coughs> that's the Republican base, fired on an anti-Klan rally in Greensboro, North Carolina. Hold on a second. Mm -mm -mm, that's right. Timo Mitt on Twitch says the Republicans can either have democracy or they can have the filibuster, but not both. There you go. Uh, in June of 1973, the largest LGBTQ massacre in history until the Orlando massacre occurred at the Upstairs Lounge in New Orleans, February 8th, 1968. Orangeburg Massacre. Two years before Kent State, 28 students were injured and three were killed in Orangeburg, South Carolina. Most were shot in the back by state police while involved in a peaceful protest. In, on May 30th, 1937, Memorial Day Massacre, Police, Chicago Police Department shot and killed 10 um, unarmed demonstrators. 1937, the Ponce Massacre, police shot peaceful protesters, killing 19, wounding over 200 in Ponce, Puerto Rico. 1923, December 29th, terror attack on African Americans in Catcher, Arkansas. The Catcher so-called race riot was uh, uh, led to the creation of yet another sundown town, meaning that African-Americans had to make sure they were inside uh, at sundown. Otherwise, they'd be murdered by whites, you know. January 1st, 1923, Rosewood Massacre. The Rosewood Massacre was the white supremacist destruction of a black town and the murder of many of its residents just like the Tulsa, well, and then Tulsa, 1921, this is going back, backwards, uh, in what became known as the Tulsa Massacre, white supremacists destroyed a thriving black community town in Oklahoma. This is one of the countless white supremacist massacres in U.S. history. November 2nd, 1920, how do you pronounce it? Oki, Oki Massacre? More than 50 African Americans killed Oki, O-C-O-E-E -E Massacre after going to vote. November 22nd, 1919, Bogalusa Labor Massacre, an attack on interracial labor solidarity. And that's really the... Uh, something that the Republican, the conservatives can't abide. Interracial labor solidarity, that's the greatest fear, which is why they tickle racist funny buzz. They've, have, they've always done that when, in regard to the labor movement, using race to divide working people. Because as soon as working people understand that we are in this together, regardless of pigment, it's over. It's over for the oligarchy. And they know it. And they would, they, um, would 
advocate, I guess, I'm trying to think of what's the appropriate word, but they would attack labor unions and labor um, organizing along racial lines. You don't want to call this N-word your brother. That's what they, that's the pamphlets, the pamphlets they would give out. Vance Muse, he's he's the father of right to work. But he, his, Vance Muse, a notorious anti-labor scumbag. I guess. I'm trying to find the right word, but the, what else do you say? That's one of the, the things that he, he used. Tickling the racist funny bones to uh, also fear of black uh, men raping black women. I mean, uh, white women. Because if he, once you call a black man, your brother, then the next stop is um, they will rape your women. This was Vance Muse's anti-labor racist uh, propaganda. Uh, But it works. See, this is the other thing that annoys me about Republicans and uh, conservatives in general, how useless they are, because they are so easily duped constantly by the same old tricks. They don't have to fall for it. You're, they don't have to be so stupid that they fall for it, but they do. The, and they ask for more. They sidle with the, their oppressors all the time. Suckers, all day suckers. And it's all because of racism. Tickle those racist funny bones, baby. And they will, they'll drink that Kool-Aid. They'll push their own mother off of a, off of a metaphorical cliff. They'll want, I mean, that's the thing that annoys me about them, besides everything else, is that they, they constantly whine about the, the, the system that they helped create. Oh, you know, you're, you, you're, we're just trying to ensure that... Uh, you have health care, but they only seem to, to see the light when suddenly something affects them. Oh, like I always remember during Obamacare, the, the Obamacare debate, not whatever, was that a debate? When you have morons screaming at town halls about um, communism, and yet again, it's another, or death panels. That's what they were screaming about. Death, the death panels. When we already had death panels, it's called the insurance companies. But th- their real problem is that they don't want to share civilization with people of darker pigment. And we have a history that confirms this. But you don't have to be stupid enough to fall for it. Really, you don't. That's what's so annoying about it. They can pull their dirty tricks. They can play their dirty tricks. You don't have to be a dupe. Right? Just because Trump is out there selling those Trump Network vitamins, that don't mean you got to pee in a cup and send it to his fake lab and he, so he can send you some fake non-FDA-approved vitamins that do nothing. Sucker. 
July 27, 1919, Red Summer, sparked by a white police officer's refusal to make an arrest in the murder of a black teenager. Chicago's Red Summer violence violence, um, lasted almost a week. 38 people were killed and thousands of black homes were looted and damaged. And if all of this happened to white people, forget it. This would not happen. Could you imagine? Just like if um, the traitors who stormed the Capitol were black? Oh, forget it. Forget it. What do you think? The January 6th commission would be 100%. There would be no dissenters. We wouldn't be hearing Republicans repeating Putin's talking points, which they are, because they're traitors and anti-American authoritarians, but... If it were Black Lives Matter who stormed the Capitol, we know what would happen. White mobs in uniform, this is 1919, white mobs in uniform attack African Americans who fought back in Washington, D.C. White mobs incited by the media attacked the African American community in Washington, D.C. and African American soldiers returning from service in World War I This was one of the many violent events that summer, and it was distinguished by strong and organized black resistance to the white violence. That's probably because these soldiers came back. They were like, fuck this. We just put our asses on the line for this effed up racist ass country. And we're not taking this shit. But that's that. In uh, 2018, 15 Mexican-Americans were killed by Texas Rangers. 1914, the Ludlow Massacre, where the National Guard fired on striking minors and their families. 1910, citizens of a small, predominantly African-American town of Slocum, Texas, were massacred. It's just so sick. Oh, critical race theory. America, where's Tim's Uncle Tim? America, let me say this clearly. America is not a racist nation. Well, why don't we ever teach this? Why isn't this the curriculum? Oh, you want to teach hate for America. It's not hate, it's accountability. And ensuring that we make a more perfect union. In fact, if you're a patriot, you would want to do that. You would want the young people and even the dummies the who are conservatives to know the real history of this country in uh, 19 excuse me 1898 wilmington massacre the interracial elected reconstruction era local government was deposed in a coup look at that how funny More conservatives and their coups. See, uh, yet again, conservatives, they don't like democracy. And when democracy breaks out for real, then they go right for the coup. By hook or by crook. 1898, the Battle of Verdun, a small band of striking coal miners in southern Illinois, called out the Chicago coal barons and stood their ground at Verdun. 1897, the Latimer Massacre, 19 mine workers were killed. 
Dozens were wounded. Polk County Massacre, 1896. White workers were murdered. Excuse me. White workers murdered black workers in Arkansas who were coming to work on the railways. Oh, they wouldn't have that. You don't want to call some N-word your brother, do you? So kill them. 1890 Wounded Knee Massacre. Lakota encampment on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation was attacked by the U.S. Army, and close to 300 Native Americans were murdered. 1887, the Thibodeau Massacre. Thibodeau? Thibodeau? Between 30 and 60 striking black Louisiana sugarcane workers were massacred. 1885, Rock Springs Massacre. White coal miners in Rock Springs, Wyoming, brutally attacked Chinese workers. 1883, Danville Riot, African-American voters were threatened after the Danville Riot, leading leading to their loss of political power. 1876, Hamburg Massacre, a black militia uh, was accused of blocking a road and punished with a massacre. It was a, a Reconstruction era voter suppression. Clinton, Mississippi, 1875, nearly 50 African-Americans were killed by white mobs. Jesus Christ. 1874, whites attacked and killed in the Vicksburg Massacre. Many black citizens who had organized for a black sheriff to remain in office. 1874, White League attacks black voters. Deadly election, quote-unquote, riots took place in Barber County, Alabama against African-American politicians and voters. 1873, KKK carried out the Colfax Massacre in response to a Republican victory in the 1872 elections when Republicans were Republicans, when they were progressives not racist, prick, conservative, anti-American dupes of con men and autocrats and their enablers. December 28th, 1872, the Yavapi, Yavapai People's Shelter in Skeleton Cave, Arizona, was attacked by the U.S. Army, forcing them, trying to force them onto reservations. 1871, a lynch mob of 500 Anglo and Latino Los Los Angelinos rioted and murdered at least 18 Chinese residents. Jesus Christ. 1868, St. Bernard Parish Massacre. St. Bernard, uh, African Americans were carried out by white men to terrorize the recently emancipated voters. Appaloosa Massacre, 1868. In response to the promotion of voter registration, a KKK group massacred hundreds of people who were African American. 1868, Camilla Massacre, as African Americans marched peacefully in response to their expulsion from elected office, More than a dozen were massacred near Albany, Georgia. 
New Orleans Massacre, 1866. New Orleans Massacre occurred when white residents attacked black marchers uh, near the reconvened Louisiana Constitutional Convention. Memphis Massacre, 1866. White civilians and police killed 46 African Americans and injured many more while burning houses, schools, and churches. As you do when you're a racist prick. I mean, it goes on. This is really depressing. Of course, the New York City draft riots in 1863 where white mobs attacked the African-American community, committing murder and burning homes, including an orphanage. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, uh, that's, uh, that's a history that Republicans don't want anybody to know, I suppose, because we're supposed to be the greatest, uh, most infantile bunch of dumbasses that ever um, didn't read Twitter's blog. Bunch of dupes. God. All right, my friends, listen up. Listen, listen, listen. I'm going to call it a night. I, I, I don't even know what to say after that. That's the whole thing. That's just very upsetting, and uh, there's really nothing you can say to follow that. I want to thank you all for hanging out. Thank you, Jim and Errol and JD and Terry Taylor for your super chats, and, and thank you all for your patronage at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin to keep the real liberal media going and growing. And yeah, we will win. Ugh, please. We will win. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Mark says, check your Discord DMs, Tara. Sending lots of love your way. I'm sorry, I have to, I've been up to my eyeballs and stuff just every day it's been a lot of work a lot of frantic trying to keep my head above water so but i will thank you mark thank you for reminding me and giving me a nudge and also guys you can join us in, on discord the link is in the description and yeah y'all yeah y'all Listen up. Listen, listen. We'll see what happens tomorrow. We might have a show. If we get a patron, we will have a show. How's that? We need to do a patron, Patreon challenge. That'll be good. Never a dull moment, right? Listen, you guys are great. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Devlin. If you are a supporter... Send me a message at tarabustermedia at gmail.com and I'll send you a mug. How about that? That'd be nice. If you didn't get your mug in a timely manner, send me a message if you don't mind on, on the Patreon. You can send me a message or at tarabustermedia at gmail.com and I, uh, because I think I might have sent out two mugs to somebody by accident 
and maybe that means some someone didn't get a mug. I'm trying to figure out who that might be. If that happens, and we will we'll make it better. We'll make it right. All right, my friends. Thank you so much for your support, your love, your encouragement, for being a normal person, for not being dumb, and for uh, supporting the real liberal media. Because we will win, and that's what they know. We will win. That's why they have to cheat. That's why they have to act like they are, act disgusting. The way, well, which is sort of like just the way they are. Because we will win because we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. Those are things that these Republicans, these conservatives can only dream about, can only pretend to love. And we will win. We stick together. We win is another way of saying e pluribus unum. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much for your support, and I'll see you very soon.